Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Audience Converter Podcast. I'm Kimberly Whitecamp, your host, conversion copywriter and marketing strategist. Today, we're going to talk about something really important for all businesses, and that is how to manage your content. And to help me talk about this today, I have a wonderful guest lined up. Her name is Gwendolyn Gay. She has hosted uh, a tech channel and grew it to 80 million views and 600,000 subscribers and a live national television spot before moving on to form her own company. She is now a content creation strategist and founder of Simplified Content, where she is helping busy brands and business owners create more content for more platforms with less effort. Through lots of testing and months without creating content for her audience, she finally created a system for consistent content creation. She shares with her students how she's able to post consistently to YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and email her subscribers with only two hours of work uh, of work a month. And boy, am I really interested to hear how she manages to do all of that. So Gwendolyn, thank you so much for coming and welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited to hear about this two hours of month of work, uh, of work a month uh, bit because, man, you know, that's a lot of channels and a lot of them think, you know, for me at least, it seems like, oh, that's so much content. You know, I've, I've got like the two or three that I dial in. So, you know, tell me a little bit about how you kind of came to be this, this founder of Simplified Content. What, what brought you to, to figuring out this magic sauce for only two hours a mo- uh, of work a month to create all of this content? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as you said, I you mentioned, I was part of a, a big channel. I was the content curator and host for four years of a, t- a large tech channel out in California. Um, super fun job. I loved it, um, but it was time for me to move on. And there was, there was just no room for me to to get any bigger. Um, and I, and I just felt this calling to start my own business. So when I did, I went into, um, helping influencers run their YouTube channels cause I knew YouTube really well. Um, and so I did that. And, uh, while I was doing that, I was like, okay, but you know, these people are paying me. So my content can come later. So I think service providers have a really hard time with creating their own content. They may know all the strategies and they know exactly how to do it, um, but they just don't. And it's usually because there's demands from their life or from their clients and, and there's no immediate ROI you know, on that time. Um, so I, I fell into that trap of, I couldn't scale my business. I couldn't find more clients. I couldn't, um, I just didn't have time for anything else. I kind of maxed myself out with my client work. And so I, I ended up stopping content altogether for over six months. I closed down my Facebook group that I thought I needed and I stopped creating for my YouTube channel and I stopped. Um, my Instagram was just a joke for a while. <laughs> there was nothing. There was a ghost town. Um, so I, I stopped creating altogether and it was because I had this weird standard coming from a really large YouTube channel where um, you know, I, I was using the wrong equipment. I was using this really fancy awesome equipment for my channel because I thought that was the standard that people knew me from. So I needed to keep up with that. And, um, and so it put me in this place where I was, it would take me over a week to make one 
YouTube video. And I was, I was so stuck because nothing was, I, it would take me too long to produce one piece of content. Um, and so I just stopped altogether until I could find a way to be consistent. And even when I got to the point where I was like, I felt like I might be able to post something and I'm like, I have something great to say. I was afraid to post it because if you post, then you got to show up the next week too. You can't just sporadically post because then you lose that no like and trust factor. Um, no one can trust you if you're not going to show up continually for them. Um, so out of this trial and error, I did a lot of figuring things out, watching other influencers and realizing that it's not just um, you know consistency. It's got to be pretty good value too. You can't just put crap out there. Um, so there, it was a long time of trying to figure out, you know, am I batching? Am I repurposing? What am I, how do I make this work? Um, so, uh, at, through that, I figured it out and, um, and I have the system that, that really works for me and I'm able to, to post consistently on all the platforms I need to post to, to have, uh, to grow my influence and my authority and also to build that that community around what I'm doing. And I realized that that was my calling, that there were plenty of service providers just like me that were um, struggling to make content for themselves. It's not that they didn't know how, it's, it's that they didn't have a strategy for keeping up with it and, um, and showing up for themselves. Uh, especially I found that it's really funny, the people who are, you know, social media managers and, um, you know, people creating content for other people just can't do it for themselves. Um, so I was like, you know, I can't keep this quiet. I got to tell other people about it. It's really important. So that's kind of how it was, it was born out of that. <laughs> Absolutely. You've said so many great things. And one of the, the biggest ones that you're talking about, right, is service providers just not having the time. It's not a matter of not knowing how to do it, right? But often you'll find that, you know, as, as I, I said earlier, I'm a copywriter, marketing strategist, I'm a service provider. And, you know, it, it's that famous phrase, right? The cobbler's kids have no shoes. Uh, because, you <laughs> so know, it's true. a matter of you, you're doing all of this stuff for all of your clients. It's really hard to find the time, especially as you mentioned, right? With you can't see that immediate ROI. So, and that's the, you know, return on investment. You can't see that immediate. If I do this within a day, I'm going to have X number of sales or X number of new clients. It is hard to find all of the time. And, you know, a week, to do a YouTube video, I think that's what a lot of people have a perception of is, oh, it's going to take so long to do video. I can't do it. I can't do it because it's just going to take too long. So tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, what you kind of discovered through that process. Like you mentioned a couple of words, you mentioned batching and repurposing, which are both different ways for you to kind of uh, create content in a way. So can you kind of just explain those a little bit? Yeah. Um, so batching and repurposing are only two of my five point, um, kind of program that I teach people. Um, it's just a blueprint that I follow and it totally works. And it's like, I, I kept finding these little pieces and I would try one thing and then I try to combine it with something else. And it, and it wasn't till I combined all five to really make it all make sense. And for me, what it comes down to is a really great organizing of my assets. Uh, so I'm not wasting time there, uh, but also getting to the point where I could outsource and again, for a service provider who does this for themselves, they're like, I could save them money and just do it myself. But if you're not doing it, it is worth the outsourcing. Um, and, and most, but you can usually find someone who wants to learn from you anyway. If, if that's something you're currently doing, uh, they may want to 
jump into the business too. And they may want to learn from you and become your assistant in a way. Um, and, and so you can do it pretty affordably. Um, so anyway, so organizing, outsourcing, repurposing, batching, but the main key that was kind of keeping me from doing this consistently, cause I would make, I would batch enough and then run out of my batch. And I'd realize, oh gosh, you know, I ran through my whole bank of content and so I got to jump back on the wagon and make some more. Uh, so so uh, just to clarify, uh, can you explain a little bit what batching is? Yeah, absolutely. So batching is um, where for me, I create a, 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 well, I create three months worth of content basically in one sitting. Um, and that's for my YouTube channel because that's my main, con- my main source of content comes from YouTube. Uh, for you, it may be a blog. For you, it's a podcast. Um, but for someone else, it may, it may be a blog or a live video. Whatever your main piece of content is that everything is deriving from is really the only thing you need to batch, not all these other pieces. Um, so batching for me is sitting down and batching out my scripts one day uh, for YouTube. And then the next time I batch, I, I sit down and I record and I record as many as I can get through. For me, I when I came from that large channel, I actually had two kids while I was on that channel and I would take three month maternity leaves. And so I understood batching very well <laughs> because they never missed a beat. They never missed a week of uploads while I was on maternity leave. And it's because mm-hmm. I batched so much content. So I already knew that concept um, and how, how much it could give you so much freedom, but there were so many other pieces that, than just batching and you can't just batch once and, and then not keep up with that batch in order to, um, you know, cause you run out of, run out of content eventually. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. always the problem, right? But it is one great way of, you know, and it also it helps a lot of people when you focus on one thing, right? not doing anything else. You're going to sit down for two, three hours, 45 minutes, whatever that time slot is, right? And you're just going to do that one thing. You're just going to write your YouTube scripts. You're just going to record your YouTube videos. And it makes it a lot easier actually to kind of get all that stuff out. Yeah, yeah, and and then and it stops you from overcomplicating too, because I th- I think most people when you sit down and you think okay I've got a today is my content creation day and you sit down and do it and you think okay but I need content for this platform this platform this platform and for this platform I oh I don't have enough pictures for Instagram let's say all right well I gotta see if a friend can take some pictures of me and then and then you go into oh well I need to write my scripts for all my lives and you just start overcomplicating it and um so it I think my program definitely for someone like me I needed that focus I needed that plan that was like sit down and focus on this right now and then you can focus on that and it just made so much more sense um and it didn't allow me to overcomplicate it and just get in my head way too much about it absolutely you know simplification is the key to getting any kind of uh, part of your business up right the more complicated you make something the less likely you are to stick to it the less likely you are to do it consistently and as you were speaking about earlier right that's so important with marketing of any kind uh, and you know in, in business in general right you have to show up every day and so if you're going to send out an email once a week that means you have to send it out once a week if you start missing randomly then you know people notice and that kind yeah. of breaks the trust a little bit so yeah absolutely with with content you got to do that no like and trust factor with consistency 
Yeah. And, and that can be really hard for someone who's thinking of broadening beyond one platform. And I truly believe that you should have a main platform. Um, but the content strategy for all the platforms right now is not about how often you pump out content. It's about, uh, connecting with your audience and having those one-on-one conversations in comments or in DMS or whatever the case may be. Um, so you have to make yourself available to that communication. And if you're so busy with the content creation, piece, you're not going to show up for them the way that the algorithm is going to reward you. Um, so this, this process has actually freed me up to be available for the way the algorithm really rewards me, <laughs> you know, and my audience starts seeing more of my content because I'm available to actually have conversations with them. Um, and all I have to do is, is show up for a video that I created three months ago and just be in my comments for an hour. Um, Absolutely. You know, yeah. also, you know, that's a great way to build a great business too, is if you want more referrals, if you want more people to stay with you longer, you want to build that community, you want to build that communication. And it's, it's a, it's a key part of growing. Um, so it makes it really great when the content creation kind of, uh, it becomes this one thing you do for a short period of time for a specific time period. And the rest of the time you can actually focus on connecting with those people. Yeah, Absolutely. So you said that, you know, you've got outsourcing, you've got organizing your assets, repurposing, uh, which for our audience, that just means if you, you've done something really big, then you break it in or reuse it in other ways, like, you know, a blog post, make the quote into an Instagram image, that kind of thing. So what was that one key that you seem to be missing? <laughs> <laughs> the one key that was missing when I put it all together and it still wasn't working and I still wasn't keeping up with it. And I, I get down to the bottom of my you know, my content bank, it was accountability. And it wasn't until I added, you know, as entrepreneurs, we, we get into the space to really not have someone hanging over our shoulder and checking up on me. Um, but <clears throat> for me, it wasn't that I wasn't, I, I suppose I wasn't being lazy. I was just putting the wrong things first. I would put my client work, obviously, over anything else. I have two young kids who are non-school age. They're not even, you know, they just now got into preschool this year. Um, so I had no childcare and I would consistently, you know, say, okay, these people have to live and they are dependent on me. And then I also have over here, the clients that are paying me. So, um, again, I wasn't being lazy. I just wasn't putting myself and my business and the growth of my business first. And, um, and, and I had to find that way of, of, you know, it not taking too much time or it just wouldn't be a priority for me. And the way that it had to, to get to the point where it wasn't taking too much time is I had to get into what I like to call vacation mode, which is where your content is going out, whether you show up or not. And in order to get there, I needed someone who was going to be a friend and say, Hey, how's your content creation? Are you hitting your goals? Are you, you know, and we held each other accountable. And, um, and then I realized, okay, this is it. Um, as entrepreneurs, it can be really on, you know, isolating and it's nice to have someone, um, you know, just checking in, checking in on you, making sure you're on task and, and, um, and on for your goals, because if there is no immediate ROI, we're going to put it to the, to the end of the list, the urgent always trumps the important. So, um, it wasn't until that. And then I realized that after my, I created this course where I show people the system, I was like, well, you know, 
how are they going to find an accountability partner? So I created a membership with accountability and batch days um, so that people could have that extra piece um, that was missing for me uh, where I am checking up on them and I'm saying, hey, you told me this was your goal. You know, are you in vacation mode yet? And, um, and after you're out of vacation mode, you, you can either stay in vacation mode and you can enjoy that and soak that up and just coast, you know, with that, or you can go into beast mode, which is what I, I like to call beast mode, which is, you know, where you can start deciding to write a book, create a course, um, you know, finding ways to pitch yourself as a expert uh, on other blogs or podcasts or, you know, TV shows, whatever it may be. Um, but it, it gives you the freedom to start building your empire uh, because you're not having to create every day. If you're creating every day, you're doing it wrong. You're, you're going to totally get to this point where you're burnt out on just trying to connect with your audience. Um, so yeah, accountability was huge for me and it got me to this place where I was able to um, just create more value for my audience um, because I wasn't having to create that everyday value. I love what you just said there about creating value for your audience. And that's because it's such an important part of, you know, what we do, right? It's, you know, people like people, they like to buy from people. But when creating that content becomes such a, I I wouldn't want to say burden, but it becomes a difficulty because you have to find the time and find the ability and make sure you get it done. Then, you know, you're not as engaged with your community and you're not as there and present when people are interacting with you. So I I liked your your phrases, beast mode and vacation mode where like, (laughs) well, and it's true though, because, you know, that's one of the things, right? If we're not there, uh, our, our business is still there. So like, even if I take a week off to go to a conference or something, you know, I'll still get emails in. I'll still get, you know, my podcast still goes out and it's got to, because if you, if you break that consistency, uh, then, you know, it does, it breaks the trust a little bit, but I like what you were talking about with vacation mode where you can relax or then you can use, okay, how else can I provide value? What else can I create? But that's not a consistent thing, but that's like one of those bigger things like a course. Right. Your content's still going out while you're writing that book and you're not having to put that extra effort towards the daily content that's going out and it's not interrupted by you writing a book, um, which is, is I think people need to get to that point so that they feel comfortable putting more effort towards, you know, creating the course they thought they've always needed or developing that membership or whatever it is to where they can actually scale in a different way. Um, but you can't do it if no one knows who you are. So that content needs to continually keep going out. And I, I definitely, I know I got to the point where I was like, well, I can't, I can't scale because nobody knows who I am. And I, I didn't feel like I could create a course if nobody knew who I was. So I needed to get to the point where it was going out consistently without my you know, a huge effort every day. And I don't know if, if you've ever been in this place where like for me, I, I would sit at my computer and go, what should I talk about today? What would be valuable to my audience? And it was such a time suck. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. You know, uh, about a year ago, I switched over to what I call theme days. So there are days I work on client work and days I work on, on my own business. And, you know, it was, it was hard to make that, that, that shift, that mindset shift, but especially, you know, this is my second podcast and without that ability, without setting aside the time and being like, this is what you're working on. uh, There's no way I would have launched two podcasts and, you know, (laughs) stayed consistent with emailing my list. And I did a transition in my business. There are all these different things that were only possible because I was able to say, okay, 
I have to focus on my business now and it has to be, you know, I am my own client because, yeah. if, you know, if I stop, then no one else is going to do it for me. So I need to figure out a way to make it more consistent. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I definitely, I ran into that way too many times. So I was like, okay, well, I've got to figure, I've got to know ahead of time what's going out. What, what is the topic I'm talking about today? Cause I can't just sit here for five minutes, you know, thinking of a topic and then decide what it's going to be. <laughs> what am I, oh, yeah. I going to say? And, and you know, that five minutes becomes 30 minutes and then you're like, oh, oh I'll look for, for sure. ideas. And then you start and then researching. Yeah. <laughs> Three hours down the drain, you've got nothing on that sheet of paper, but boy, do you know what your friends are doing on Facebook, right? Uh, <laughs> so true. So important. And you know, the accountability part, I think, is a real key part uh, for any entrepreneur because there is this mindset that we have to do it on our own. Um, and it's, you know, it, we're, we're failing somehow if we're asking for somebody else to check in on us. But, you know, I've got accountability partner uh, every day, you know, hey, this is the stuff you're going to get done. Did you do it? Did you not? And it, it doesn't have to even take that long. It's five minutes in the morning. It's five minutes in the afternoon. Yeah. But it makes a huge difference when, you know, they, they say that if you just say it in your mind, that's one thing. If you say it out loud, that's another thing. If you write it down, that's even more powerful. If you share it with someone, that's even more powerful. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's that progression of, well, how committed are you to actually doing this and, you know, putting it out there for somebody else to say, did you do it? Yes or no? It's very important. Yeah. It's funny. And I, I, I feel like I had the accountability. I didn't need a lot of accountability as a just self-driven person. Um, but I didn't realize that, it wasn't about laziness. You know, like I said before, it was, it was really that I was just putting the urgent over the important. And, um, and, and there were so many things that changed as an entrepreneur. Like I was a manager in the, you know, in the real world, I guess, um, J O B type of situation. And then I start outsourcing and that was so difficult for me to just give control of my message to someone else. That was so hard. Um, so it's like, you just, you just have to realize that becoming an entrepreneur, especially if you're coming from a business background, um, things change and you have to, you have to really learn that, that, a different mindset as an entrepreneur um, and having boundaries with, with your business. So if you're posting, if you're having to come up with content every day, you're doing it wrong. And I always say friends don't let friends post every day. Like it sh there should be a, a post that goes out every day, but you shouldn't be the one posting it every day. It should be on a schedule and it should already be, you know, figured out a month in advance and it just goes out naturally and you just show up, you know, Absolutely. you be, you be the business owner, the CEO of your company and, um, do what only you can do. You can't outsource that part. You know, that is, you have to be the, the face of your company. Um, and so, you know, you, you got to outsource the little things. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So we've talked about so many great things so far, you know, batching about repurposing about the importance of organizing and, you know, how to outsource. So, you know, we're, we're almost out of time. So if you had one thing you want people to, you know, finish listening to this episode, go out and do it. Uh, what would that one key takeaway or action item be? Um, so I, I think when, whenever I talk to someone who is just starting a business and they're, they're not very clear on who they're helping or, or how they're offering their services, my, my one thing that I would say to that person is usually just start creating something. And this is really difficult for someone who doesn't know who they're talking to and, you know, again, how they're helping them. But 
that will become very clear. Action creates clarity. So if you just go out there and start talking to an audience and start talking to them about the things that you know, like the back of your hand, and you enjoy talking about, eventually you will start seeing this clear path of how you need to help them in a way that um, also benefits your bottom line. So if you already have that clear pathway of how you help people and, and how you make money, then the other side of that is start building um, your content to where it is starting to run itself. This this is really important because then you can start creating more value for your audience than they you know than just the normal everyday content that's coming into you know you gotta you gotta think your audience is getting bombarded every day on all platforms. Um, so what else could you create for them? And you can't if you're if you're not reaching them every day. So. How can you be in their DMs? You know, one of your goals shouldn't be the vanity metrics, how many followers you should have. It's how many DMs can I get this month? How many close, you know, interpersonal connections can I make this month on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you are putting your content out? LinkedIn. I mean, that's a fantastic platform for for finding business. Um, So create now, whether you know what you have to offer people or you don't, it's going to create clarity. So just get out there and start talking to your audience, ask them what they want to see from you. And I promise it will come to you and it'll just be like a lightning bolt and you're going to go, oh my gosh, yeah, that's exactly what I need to create for my audience. It's a fantastic action item. I I like what you said about action creates clarity, right? Because uh, if you just keep thinking about it and never taking action, then you're never going to move from where you are to where you want to be. So Gwendolyn, I want to say thank you again for coming on and sharing your wisdom and and explaining a little bit about how we can get content creation down to two hours a month. Um, So, you know, if people want to learn more about you or your program or how they can work with you or or learn a little bit more and and get a little bit more of your wisdom, uh, where can they connect with you? Where can they find you? So um, as we said at the beginning, I have multiple platforms and I am simplified content on all the platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, and I have a business page on LinkedIn, or you can find me at Gwendolyn Gay on LinkedIn. Um, So that's where you can find me. And I have a program that I offer all year round. Um, I, I do have some select programs that are only open for enrollment a few times a year, but I have one that's open year round and that's um, I love this one. I created it for basically for myself. Um, and I knew other people would benefit from it, but That's it's kind. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, it, it's helped me create a year of content in one day. Um, I don't have a lot of time, so I was able to do this in one afternoon. So you should be able to do it in, in just a day, um, or a half of a day, but it basically helps you create strategic content. It's not just your topics and your, and your ideas that you should you know, go for so that you're not having to waste time thinking about it. It's also strategically wrapped around your business goals, your content goals, who you're hoping to collaborate with that year, um, those types of things. So it, it really helps you get in the zone of, um, not having to think about what you should post. So I, I, that should help you at simplifycontent.com slash annual plan. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us. And again, if you want to check Gwendolyn out, be sure to check her out on all of her social channels and at Simplified Content. Um, And those links will be in the show notes. Uh, Gwendolyn, thank you so much for, for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit 
theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.